Welcome to the Shutterbug Life Podcast. If photography is not just something you do, but who you are, this is a place for you. In this podcast, we talk about everything you need to be, do, or have to reach your true potential. Let's celebrate the creative photographer's lifestyle with your host, my dad, Linford Morton. Hi there, welcome to another episode of the Shutterbug Life Podcast. My name is Linford Morton, and I'm glad you are joining us for another episode. This is the Photography Lifestyle Podcast, and I can think of it as if we were all sitting around a coffee shop talking about the things we need to, to be, to do, to have, to reach our true potential. This is what it would sound like. Every week we pick a different topic, something photography-related, of course, and we just delve in and try and... Um, try and learn and challenge ourselves. Um, so I'm glad you are here. We have, a, I think, a, a fun episode in store, and it is one from our continuing series. You know, I do these sort of continuing series where we just pick up and and do one, and and but not sequentially, and we'll come back to it, you know, in several episodes down the road. But it's called... Saving your world with your photography. Saving your world with your photography. And in this episode, we're going to talk with Adam Levner of Critical Exposure. Uh, and he has an interesting story about how he has changed and is changing the world for troubled high school students in Washington, D.C. and around the United States. So we continued. Remember the last episode we did of the Saving Your World was with Wes Linda in episode 22 and Help Portrait in Baltimore. And it was so inspired that we are starting our own Help Portrait in Washington, D.C. And by the way, thanks to all of you who volunteered because we will be coming back and doing something with that. And and it's going to be our chance to really uh, make our own mark and to use our photography to save our own little part of our world. But today we're going to talk about um, Adam Levner. And so we'll look at the work he's done with Critical Exposure. And Critical Exposure is an organization I've been proud to support through my business now for more than five years. You know, when I went uh, out on my own, I decided I want to have at least one nonprofit organization that I would adopt and say, you know, we will go out of our way to support this organization and align ourselves with them and be as helpful as we can um, with within you know all the time and resources we have, and I, I just had two things I was looking for. One, it had to be photography related, naturally, and second, it had to be involved in some sort of education, um, some sort of educational slant because education is near and dear to me as both of my parents were teachers, and so um, I would say that's that's the family business, and so I wanted to merge the two, and so when I found critical exposure, which blended both, I just thought that was just such a a perfect fit for what we do. And so I support them, and I hope when you hear the good work they do that you'll also understand why I do and maybe even be motivated to, to join in and lend a hand as well. So 
This is what our episode this week will be about. I'll talk with Adam Levender. We'll talk about his his own photography journey, how how he came to start the organization, uh, what they do, and uh, and 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 why he you know continues to work with them. I think you'll find his journey also inspiring as you consider the things you might do to save your own world. So I'm going to do a pre-apology now. And because when I, this, this interview is from a few years back and when I, when I recorded it, oh, it, I found out after we finished the interview that there was a little glitch in it. Well, more than a glitch. It, it was a, there's a little static on the line and, so it's not going to be perfect quality, but I think the message was from from Adam was so good that I think it if if you can 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 listen past that I think you will um, you will uh, be benefited by that. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to encourage you to listen past to the the, the little noise that might creep up into the interview and listen to the message, and I think it will be worth your while. All right? So after this, we will get um, to our interview with Adam Levner of Critical Exposure. Well, 10 years ago... Adam Levner was so alarmed when he saw the difference between the education that wealthy students and those from low-income schools received that he figured he had to do something about it. So as a former fifth-grade teacher turned community organizer, he often struggled to convey the magnitude of the, of the problems he witnessed. And as a photographer, he quickly realized that the camera was the tool he needed to make a difference. And then even better than empowering than him taking photographs, he decided to empower the students to tell their own stories so the pictures can be even more effective. So for 10 years, critical exposure has been in critical exposure has been empowering young people in D.C. and around the, the nation to stand up for what they believe by teaching them photography, leadership and advocacy skills. So the young people use these tools to strengthen their own schools and their own communities. And so far, they've worked with more than 2000 schools across the country. Their campaigns have resulted in more than five hundred million dollars in new resources for schools and communities. And the high schools they work with, the high school students they work with, usually are in low income public schools. And they're the ones who are often discussed and critiqued and spoken for. But rarely are they asked to contribute to the conversation. So think about that. Every time you hear someone talking about the trouble in inner city schools or low income schools, it's always the adults talking and not the students. Well, critical exposure found that if you let the students talk for themselves, their stories can be just as powerful and just as persuasive. So critical exposure provides these students with the tools to creatively express themselves in a safe venue to make their voices heard and the confidence to hold their communities and public officials accountable for taking action. So this is the backdrop of what we, what they have created, but let's back up a bit and let's talk with Adam Levner about how they got there. This is my interview with Adam Levner of Critical Exposure. Basically, Critical Exposure works with low-income, middle, and high school students, teaching them how to use photography as a tool to both express themselves and to 
create real change in their schools and communities. So we teach students about documentary photography, help them to identify specific concerns that they have in their schools or their communities, teach them how to document and tell that story through images and writing, and then have them figure out what they think would be solutions and work together to advocate for those solutions so that they can actually see a change around the problem that they identified in the first place. Wow, that, that, that's pretty heady stuff. So, so you're taking, you're teaching them photography, but it's much broader than that. There's the advocacy role, and you're actually teaching them to write as well, and how to to go and just make change, make the change they want to see. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I am an amateur photographer, and am in love with the medium, and and believe it's a very powerful tool for self-expression and just for the arts. But I also think that it's a way to engage students in, as you said, a, a larger question about how they can take agency in their own lives to be able to change the world around them and teach them how to do that. And photography is one way, and we hope that they'll go on to continue using photography or any other means that they, you know, that work for them to be able to make sure that their voices are heard. Uh, because we feel like a lot of the decisions that are made that impact youth are made without understanding the perspective of those youth. That's so great because many of us who also enjoy photography always look for ways where we might be able to use our cameras to make a difference. So it's great to use that for youth. So tell me, what would that look like? How would that work exactly for, uh, I guess, a young person who is uh, – comes into your program, how would they find you and how would, how would that work? We generally partner with schools and after-school programs and run a program over the course of a semester or a year and work with one group of students within that school. We also run a fellowship program which is open to any D.C. high school student. And just to give a concrete example of a recent project at Washington Metropolitan High School, the students that we worked with raised the issue that their high school didn't have a library. And so after talking about that and just what the impacts of that were and their feeling that they needed access to resources that would help them to pursue their interests and to prepare for potential jobs that they might be interested in and just for literacy reasons, that they felt a library was really important. So they used photography to tell the story of what currently existed, which was a locked door, a broken doorknob, some piles of books on the floor, a book about how to survive a midlife crisis uh, from the 1980s, which isn't particularly relevant to inner-city <laughs> high school students. Uh, right. So then they also took photos of some good libraries so they under could show what it should look like. The contrast. It should look like, exactly. And they took those photos and they did a presentation for their principal. And the principal said, I agree with you. Uh, we did, we're only given enough funding to have either a computer lab or a library. Uh, so you really have to go to the next step. And they asked who that was, and that was the superintendent for that cluster of schools. So they went and did the presentation for the superintendent and got him to commit to providing $18,000 to begin redesigning and putting together a library. 
So then over the course of the next year, the students were involved in selecting books, picking out furniture, working with the procurement office of DCPS, doing all the steps involved in actually getting their library put together. And at the end of February, they had uh, the unwrapping of the library. They wrapped the front door in gift wrap right. uh, and cut that open to celebrate. And so I think that's a, one of the clearest examples we have of students identifying a problem, telling the story through images, and then actually seeing the impact that they can have using their voices and advocacy and leadership skills. And that was that was such a great story too, Adam. Um, you know, I, I got a chance to work with, the, with with a few of those kids, but I, I think you, you know, one of the things you you, you um, I want to also point out is is I, if I understand correctly, they went in looking or seeking two thousand and got eighteen, which, which I thought was even even more incredible than that because it was it was just so powerful that they got far more than they intended when they went in. Uh, to do that yeah. initial. No, that's right, and, and that is an important part of the story. It's also, I think, a little bit of a uh, lesson that they probably shouldn't hold on too much because generally I think you don't get more than what you ask for. You're you know, fighting for what you <laughs> ask for is enough. But uh, in this case, yeah, they were strong enough and compelling enough that they actually got nine times what they asked for. That's pretty incredible. Pretty incredible, and they were very proud of their work. So I imagine that that you have, as a result of that, just a, a self-esteem boost as well. Yeah, and that was one of the real learning experiences for us in this past campaign. And when we started, we were doing more statewide work uh, in other places. We started in Baltimore, and our first campaign was around school facilities and money for school facilities in the state of Maryland, and particularly in Baltimore. And the students helped support a campaign that succeeded in getting $100 million more for school facilities. So that was really important. The students were really excited and proud of their work, which they should have been. But it was interesting to see that I think those students didn't get as excited or as proud as the students who won $18,000 for their library, just because it was so much more concrete and tangible and right in front of them. So mm -hmm. that was a, a learning experience for us that while we do want to address the policy issues and the systemic issues, there's also something really powerful in being able to see the results of your work uh, and doing something at a more localized level. Sure, they leave a legacy to, for their friends. That's great. Yeah, exactly. So um, this is great. Tell me a bit about... You're doing such great work, and I can imagine that it must be tremendously rewarding for you. Is this what you saw saw going in? You started, you founded Critical Exposure, did you not? Yes, how, uh, how did, myself and a colleague. Okay. How did you come to do that? Well, my backstory was that I was a fifth-grade teacher in a wealthy private school, and then I left and went and worked as a community organizer in Prince George's County Schools and saw a real difference between the education that wealthy children were provided and the education that students in low-income communities were provided. And also saw that difference played out just among public schools. It wasn't just between public and private. And that was really what was uh, so jarring to me was seeing the difference between 
what students in one county were getting in terms of their education as compared to students just across the county line somewhere else. So we tried to convey those issues to people and found that community members and even elected officials who were in a position to make decisions that impacted those schools didn't really have an understanding of what disparities in education looked like. They understood the concept at best, but they hadn't set foot in the schools to see what that really looked like. And we realized through a shared love of photography that that might be a way to get people to really look at what we were talking about when we talked about inequities in education. So our initial idea was just to create a book that had photos of underfunded schools contrasted with photos of well-funded schools. But through conversations with colleagues in the, the education field, were, it became clear that what really needed to happen was that students needed to have the chance to tell those stories, that they were the ones who saw the impact of inequities in education. They're the ones who know what's working in their school and what's not. So our initial project was to get a small grant and work with a group of students in Baltimore. And over the course of the ensuing year, that ended up resulting in, in that funding for Baltimore school facilities and, and Maryland school facilities. So we re saw through that initial project that not only could these photos have an impact on public policy, but that it really was a powerful tool for the students who were involved in the process. And so really have continued to try to build our reach and the number of students that we impact and our success by focusing on what the students who participate in the program get out of it and what changes actually happen uh, in their schools, in their communities, in public policies, so that this isn't just an issue that impacts the students we serve. It also impacts their peers, their siblings, their cousins, uh, mm -hmm. so it goes beyond them. Now, someone wants to support you, support you um, what should they do? Well, they can go to our website, which is criticalexposure.org, and there's a contact us form, and they can just, first of all, start by getting in touch and letting us know how they think they might be able to get involved. We're also going to be posting a more thorough list of suggestions of ways can, people can help, and that'll include everything from the most obvious, which is fundraising, and uh, there are lots of ways for people to make contributions, small, large. People have held classes and donated the proceeds from that class. People have held yard sales and donated the proceeds. Uh, so people have gotten really creative about ways to support the organization. So certainly financial support is always – you can't ask a nonprofit what they need without that being part of it. <laughs> of course, of course. Uh, then we also use volunteers to help set up our exhibits, to – help run the receptions at the exhibits, um, to come into classes as you've done and share some of their skills. Sometimes we go on photo walks like we did with you, uh, where it's helpful to have more photographers on hand who can be giving the students tips as we go. Uh, we're doing, in a couple of weeks, we're holding our first multimedia boot camp where we have half a dozen students and are going to be bringing in half a dozen professional photographers with lots of experience in multimedia, and we're going to pair them up so they can work on trying in the course of one day to 
packaged their photographs into a multimedia piece. So that's uh, all of those are places where we can really use volunteers uh, and photographers in particular. Great, great. Well, that sounds good. Okay, well, you've given me a lot of a lot of good stuff here. Did, did I miss anything? Anything you you want to add before we wrap no, up? No, no. I think that was great. Uh, good stuff. Yeah. Well, thank well, thank you so much, Adam. I really appreciate you spending uh, just a few minutes just you know telling us a bit more about critical exposure. I, you know, I'm excited about the work you do because I've seen the impact firsthand as well. So hopefully, we get other people just as excited as well. Well, and thank you very much for your support, and I'm excited to have you help us reach out to more people, and particularly people in the photography community, because that's a natural group for us to to build relationships with. So we appreciate the exposure. All right. Good stuff. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much to Adam for spending his time with us and for sharing that that interview. Uh, I got to tell you, even with all of the success they've enjoyed so far, like most nonprofits, they still look for more work to do and, and try to continue doing good and make more of an impact. And so now as they continue to expand, Adam has uh, told me that. Their new project, which takes them into two new wards in Washington, D.C., to continue their good work, um, to make that a reality, they have expanded their project to with a fundraising goal of 100000 in new funds, and to date, they've only raised 38500 So that's the challenge. Remember I said this also, I think I told you, there's a celebration involved, because the reason we're talking with Adam now is because there, it's a 10-year celebration going on. That's right. They started, as I said, this 10 years ago. And so for their 10-year celebration, they're going to be going on and doing a, a cocktails dinner and a short program down at Union Market in Washington, D.C., which is really cool. And they're going to take you through a journey featuring the students' stories and their campaigns. You'll get to see their images. You'll see the impact firsthand in uh, their lives and their communities. I think it's really cool because, you know, every year they do something with the ch with the kids and their work. And it's always really so very moving for me to see what these these teenagers create when you give them an opportunity. And I think the, 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 the other cool thing that you see is how it affects their self-esteem because, as photographers, you all know that to hang your work and have a room full of people come by and look at your image and tell you how powerful it is and, and your your images are and tell you how much they're moved by your work, you know that, that you, know, you can get a rush out of that. So you can imagine if this happens to teenagers who don't typically get a lot of positive reinforcement, it's even more um, moving. And so... I have personally, personally seen students who have, you know, gone through the program and because of what they experienced, they've gone on to do community organizing and or being a photographer or being a photojournalist and, and their career aspirations are, are clearly motivated by the work they've done with critical exposure. And I think that's really, uh, uh, just another great byproduct of, 
the good work Adam Levner and his organization is doing. So if you want to see what the, some of the kind of work in, they are doing firsthand, you can support them by checking out this event on October 29th out at Union Market. Now, I'm going to have a link on the show notes that will show, will will provide more information about the event if you're interested. So if you want to help them, I have to, because they are a nonprofit, I just have to close with this. If you want to help them, there are four ways you can do that. Well, number one, you can invite, you can attend the event on October 29. And if you can't attend, you can invite some of your friends or someone else to attend. Um, number three, you can help them spread the word by sharing it with your own social media channels, you know, within your own networks, if you can Get the word out there. That's a very low-cost way, and I'm sure they certainly would appreciate that. And then the last way you can do it, you can help support them, is by recruiting sponsors. Ask your company, companies you do business with, or companies where your friends work to sponsor the event. I'm going to attach a sponsorship packet to the show notes, and you can use that as a guide. They've got, uh, they're putting together an impressive list, and it would be great to have your company's name alongside some of the others who are also attaching themselves to the project. Because, of course, they're doing very good work here, and it's all going to a great cause. So tickets and sponsorships can be purchased at criticalexposure.org forward slash 10 year. And, of course, all these links will be at the show notes for episode 38 of the Shutterbug Life podcast, which you can go to directly by going to bit.ly forward slash Shut up, bug life zero three eight. All right. All right. So thank you for for that and for indulging me as I shared some of the good work. But also, um, I hope you were inspired by by Adam's story, because it's not just, you know, what they do as an organization, but what's available to you, you know, to you, because this of course, it's about changing your world with your photography. And, and you can see what you might do because, you know, Adam started just like you and I did, just another person who enjoyed photography and who who took pictures. And now he has made such an impact on the communities around him. And you can as well if you can just tap into whatever your passion might be and use your photography to um, make an impact. All right, so that's my challenge to you. And uh, thank you so much. And we will wrap up in just one moment. All right, thank you again for joining us for episode 38 of the Shutterbug Live podcast. Remember, you can find us on iTunes by going to itunes.shutterbuglife.com and also on Stitcher. If you go to Stitcher, you can search for, for us there. And if you find us, subscribe and leave a, leave a review. That'd be really great. And then the other thing I'd like to, to ask is if you don't get it there, if you go to strict straight to the website, go to shutterbuglife.com forward slash subscribe and you can also um, make sure you don't miss another episode because I will let you know when any one is posted after that. If you want to uh, join us in Washington, D.C., the meetup group is Shutterbug Excursions, meetup.com forward slash Shutterbug Excursions. And of course, 
in our Facebook group. We keep the conversation going between episodes. Just go to fb.com forward slash shutterbug life. Now, .com. Now, one last thing. I am going to be be going to the Photo Plus, Photo Plus Expo in Washington, D.C., I mean, in New York City next month. And if you're going to be there, let me know. I'm going to do a, uh, some sort of a meetup, and hopefully we can all get together in New York City. Love to be able to hang out with, with you if you are there. All right? Well, that's it for us, and thank you so much for... Joining for joining another episode on whatever you do this week. Remember, enjoy your shut up a life. Take care. <laughs>